Once it opens up, I'm just going to get you, Jordan, and TJ over, and me and you and Hobbs are just going to go fucking buck wild on these stouts. Yeah. It'll be middle summer by then, so, you know, nice oh, and warm. I'll I'll make it work. I'll just turn up in, like, turn up in shorts, a t-shirt, and we'll drink heavy, dark beers. Yeah, all just fall asleep in the garden. Yeah. Oh, that sounds all right. Actually, that sounds pretty nice. You know, that, that kind of evening sun when it's daylight savings, it's just warm all night. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, man. Set up the country manor. <laughs> oh, could do. <laughs> set, up, set up the paddling pool in the is, uh, in the lobby is, of the manor. Is your backyard big enough for the country manor? Just. We got it up in okay. there once um, to air it out and give it a bit of a sweep and clean after the yeah. last camping trip because it was quite a wet one. Yeah. Um, so actually, next time we get it out, it'll smell really nice because it's been like spray and wiped all on the inside oh, and like right. Febreze before it got put away. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll either smell amazing or the mold would have come back and set oh, in or something. no. So I'm hoping the former. <laughs> expecting the latter. Yes. Hello, folks. Welcome to... I didn't mean to sound like Ray Winston there. Hello, folks. Welcome to an episode of Hey Brew. It's basically drunk TED Talks. It's the show about the kind of stories you tell each other in the pub. It's the uh, half-recognized, half-researched stuff you talk about drunk. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Yeah. It's just uh, completely off-kilter. Off yeah, last, about- last time was so good. Yeah, now you're like, here's four different ideas that are kind of the same thing, just said differently. They, they just kept coming to me thick and yeah. fast. That's all I do. ideas do to Ray Winston. Yes. Who is that? Um, Ray Winston. He's a um, an actor. Okay. Um, he's in um, The Departed. Um, he's in uh, The Business and Sexy Beast. He might not be in The Business. He's definitely in Sexy Beast. Beowulf, okay. Black Widow. Um, I've seen some of those and I still have no idea who this man is. I will look a, him up later. This he has is a not... grandchild called Raymond Suckling. Suckling on what? <laughs> Depends how old he is, I suppose. Uh-huh. He's Jamie Winston's dad. That doesn't Who's... help. We need to move on. Also an actor. Well, <laughs> you've seen The Departed, right? Yeah. There's a he's lot Jack... of old dudes in that. Well, yeah, but he's Jack Nicholson's like quite hench, like right hand man. Like the beardy one. I'm sure when I go to look at him later, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. Right he's now, in a Carl lot of Pitcher. shit as well. Yeah, well, can't all be winners. God, he's in a lot of shit. <laughs> oh, dude, he's in a lot of shit. Anyway, um, what's going on, Mike? Oh, you know, still lockdown, still... I, I don't know how to answer this question anymore. Still not loving police. Yeah. Still repping 213. Yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, it's been a time. We're we're heading into, well, spring has begun. We had a couple of days of really warm weather, which I have enjoyed. From, we had a couple of days of absolutely pissing yeah, it. Yeah, like typical fucking Melbourne. But yeah, the, the two days I went as far as I'm allowed to in the weather, mm-hmm. uh, got some sunshine, and then came right back inside. Just imagining you right on the edge of your 5K just being like, hand above your eyes like she'll yeah. so like wow look at all that out there yeah no i mean i went for a couple of runs and then spent some time like sitting out on our our front porch with my laptop doing my work and in your rocking chair no it was actually really funny because like i was sitting out there just laptop on my lap just typing away and then a delivery driver came in the front gate and he's just like oh working hard are we i'm like well yeah i'm just making the most of the weather don't be a dick 
working hard, are we? Put the package down and fuck off. Yeah, do your job so Nobody I can be asked you. Leave me alone. I sound like such a classist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's fine. You on your on on your on your acreage on your you know mansion. Please, it is not. It's pretty nice. It's nice. It it's is large. For the area I live in, it is definitely modest. I would say that. Yeah, it's it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you. Yay. Hey. Me. Mm. Yes. Um, speaking of package and delivery, because I had one that I will tell you about. Have uh, you had any good beers recently? Uh, well, I mean, the beer we're going to have today, I had, uh, let me check my notes here, two days ago. Because mm. um, I happened to have a few of them in the house. Yeah, fair play. Um, I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. It's mostly just been working my way through the stuff that I think I've spoken about on the last two or three episodes. I'm now down to about maybe four beers total left in the house. So I need to get an order together because okay. it's getting a bit grim. Um, yeah, I, 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 I will say I had my last can of the Garage Project Snug, of which I am wearing the promotional hoodie for. Promotional feels like the wrong word. The co- the, the branded hoodie. <laughs> the for. Uh, the advertorial hoodie. Yeah, for. it's 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 basically just like a normal black garage project hoodie with like snug written on the arms and a and the sort of mascot logo thing on the back. Um, but it's really cozy because today it's just a little bit chilly. It's a bit of a shiter. Yeah, I would agree. It yeah, is. It's uh, not great. It is nice dark beer weather. Yes, I it was going to cook a roast today to go with this, and then I woke up quite hungover. Mm. So, we, we, we cooked right. a roast last night. Mm. How'd so, you go? What did you, what'd you have? Uh, it was a roast of lamb. Mm. I had some, uh, some roast potatoes in there, some pumpkin, some gravy, uh, some beans that were kind of fried up with almonds and, and oil. And yeah, it was good. Yes. It was a good time. Sounds banging. I did, oh, we had uh, red wine with it, so not really relevant here. No, I had a red wine with dinner last night as well because I had uh, a really good steak that I'd made. Ooh. I was very yes. pleased with it, to be honest. It's probably yes. one of the best steaks I've made. Um, so this has been another episode of Hey Brew. Um, so <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah. Any other, any other cool beerage? Um, no, no, fair enough. N- nothing new anyway. Like it's basically, like I said, I had about four of everything and now I'm down to none or one of everything. Yeah. Fair play. I've, um, I've been, I've been drinking a bit of the Bolter West Coast IPA recently. All right. And, um, I drank some Hepburn Springs. No, that's not right. Some brewery from out that way. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sure they're called Hepburn Brewing, actually. Um, some of their Pilsner last week that was very tasty. Yeah. And then I've been drinking some. Um, just, just I'm just drinking some. I've been buying in quite a bit of like drinking beer rather than just sitting there and plowing through nine point stouts and stuff. Yeah. All the time. Every now and then I think I'm gonna go buy like a case of one beer and just have that as a standard thing in the fridge next to all the weird shit. Yeah. And then never do, obviously. Well, I get to the point where I'm putting a cart together and it's like, oh, I've picked all my fun beers and I'm already up to like a hundred bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to add some like $50, $60 case of something else. Well, this is it. I went out to find this beer and they didn't have it and I spent $120. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. All IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I totally did buy it. I bought a, an import Kirin Ichiban pint. And I was like, ooh. ooh, that was delicious. I had it with a bit of like fried beef and um, salad on, all right. on Friday night. It was a really nice, healthy dinner well, with a Kirin Ichiban. You've inspired me to go and buy some beer later. <laughs> it didn't take much. No, I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but it's just nice to, to hear names of other beers and styles that I haven't had in a while. I'm like, oh, I could go one of those. 
I'll tell you what I have bought is some of the eight wired hippie cucumber Berliner Weiss. Okay. It's very nice. Nice, good hot weather beer. And I bought mm. some of the Moondog Butterbing beer as well, which I'm excited about. Ah, uh, yes. Because, you know, I'm fat. <laughs> what, what an interesting collaboration. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Beer, if you don't know what Butterbings uh, are. Yeah, craft, craft brewery, like boutique cookies. Yeah, they're like they're like two cookies sandwiched around icing. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's not quite like, you know, ice cream sandwich level, but it's like, it is very soft. Sugary, it's all, yeah. yeah. I think we talked about this last time, to be honest. I don't know. I, I, I like to think of uh, Butterbings as less shit maxi bonds. Sorry, Mike. Um, you might want to you might want to cut this part, but this is quite an important and very serious um, part of our working relationship. Maxi okay. bonds are fucking incredible. No, yeah, but the biscuit is always the risky part in a maxi bond. It's not the best bit, but it's yeah. all part of it. But imagine that that biscuit part was thicker and just better quality. I mean, if they made a maxi bond with butter being biscuits, my yeah. fucking Christ! Oh my yeah, God! Now I'm thinking that's about That's what I'm that. saying. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Look, I don't mind. I had to rehydrate. Bond. I salivated so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm really, really excited about that as a concept. Yeah. Oh, what have I done? Right. Okay. So let's go and buy go and buy some butterbings and half dip them in chocolate and then let that set. <sighs> there you go. Better maxi bonds. Tits McGee. Right. Stop it. Let's <laughs> let's get that idea out of my head for a minute. <laughs> Because I've already said, like, I'm on quite a good diet and stuff at the moment. I'm doing a lot of um, work on an exercise bike and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, doing, like, 20, 30K a night, or at least nice. trying to do. All right. And I'm working at it because I'm trying to lose some weight because I've put on quite a lot during the lockdowns. Sure. And I'm eating better. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, fuck. So we just ate a load of sushi. And I'm like, I can already feel that dinner's going to be quite unhealthy too. Mm. So. Call it a cheat day. That that's something people do, right? When they're on diets and whatnot. Yeah. To be fair, I had quite a lot of booze last night because we did nerd night. But like, other than that, all I ate yesterday was a mistake. Like, I didn't eat anything else. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said all I all I had to eat yesterday was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know eating is cheating? Oh, that's not true. Actually, I had a brownie and ice cream as well. Yeah, and then Katie didn't want hers, so I had hers. Mistake. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh. I've got to show you something now, which is completely um, garbage for an audio podcast. Yeah, yeah. I seem to have also lost it as well. Absolute trash behavior. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's me. Um, but it was just, um, yeah, I've definitely lost it. It was oh, just well. an amazing um, Dark Souls, some uh, like characters I'm going to put together. And they put on this armor of a really, really fat character and then given them a, um, it's not a fat character, it's they have like rounded armor, but it makes right. them look huge. Yeah. And then they've given them a two handed uh, katana and then they found what looked like a trilby hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just put, put them next to like one of the other characters and be like, stand back, my lady, I will protect you. Oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really um, made me laugh. We need to do this episode because it's been like, I don't know, 20 minutes and it's already a mess. Okay. 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 All it's- right. Well, Let's keep going. Shall we um, power through? Shall we? Um, shall we have some beer? I would. I would like some beer, please, what sir. Beer. I said, what beer do we have today? It's like, wait a you minute. You tell me. This is yeah, mine. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, you said it. You couldn't unsay it. So I went and bought it. Today we are drinking Hop Nation's 
Enter the Vortex, chocolate, vanilla, and coconut pastry stout. Like, as we said, quite a good day for a dark beer. And also, yes, is. this is an eight percenter. So I imagine I'll drink this and then go and spend seven or eight hundred dollars on computer parts. Hooray! Yay! Let's enable me. I've that's cracked it my, open. My, that's my process too. <laughs> drink. Make decisions. Make financial Question decisions marks, that I will profit. regret later. <laughs> yeah. You won't regret them. No, I won't. Um, all right. I'm going to pour it. As am I. All right. So as I say, I had to just sup a little bit off there. And I've got to say, that head is very sweet. Yes. So beer profile. Decadent. Oh. <laughs> just taste it. Tell Hang me. Hang on. There we go. <laughs> All right, how much of that do we need to redo? No, it's fine, because we didn't do anything. All I okay. talked about was a mess I made. And also, like, if you cut this or whatever, it's just me yelling in the background. Like, it's still, still audible. It's just yeah. me being me. Yeah. Anyway, decadent pastry stout layered with rich velvety chocolate, toasted coconut, and balanced with a hint of smooth Tahitian, Tahitian <gasps> vanilla. Mm. Just like a warm chocolate cake with a dollop of ice cream. It's ooey, gooey, and impossible to put down. And to be perfectly honest with you, that little sip I had was pretty effing good. Yes, so have you have you had this before or no? No. Okay, so this is like the fourth one of these I've had because it's I think my last one. Um, I'm it, a big fan. It's pretty mad. Yeah. Um, it's shit. it's that yeah that that very sweet pastry stout, but it's not that kind of sickly sweet that you get with some of them where you're like oh, I'll have to take my time with this. Um. Yeah, and it's. For the eight percent, it didn't feel like it was like mind blowing or you know like even like stomach burning. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think it's getting away with how boozy it is. Let me have a proper sip because I mostly just got a head before. Yeah, <laughs> get a mouthful. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> so close. I was hoping I get you to just blow all that foam off the top of it. It's nice. It's rich and like complex without being like there's a billion things going. It just it does yeah. really just taste like a really nice cake. Like what a, a beer that it slightly reminds me of without really reminding me of it too much is Cake Hole, which oh, yeah. is yep. an incredible tasting beer. Yeah. Um, without really being anything, you know, not too chocolatey. It's not like massively overly complicated. It just does what it says. It does it like in a really like there you go, punchy kind yeah. of way. Um, so yeah, it absolutely, uh, it hits, hits the spot really, really well. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm definitely tasting the, the sort of combination of the toasted coconut and the vanilla that I mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, in the sweeter side of the beer. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it, it is quite a sweet beer for his, for, oh, for it's, it's definitely sweet. Go. I think, I think is that vanilla, like, is that lactose in it as well? So it's quite sugary from that respect. I, I mean, is it? I don't think so. Toasted. Contains lactose. There you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, it's got lactose sugar in there. So that's going to sweeten it up a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, I had to just hand the can off sideways to Katie to try because I was like, I just quickly texted her on Facebook. It's like, you've got to come try this before I drink it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Man, this uh, yeah. is brilliant. I can see why they sold out really quickly. Yeah. I might see if I can get it onto Hopheads again and pick up another one. Shout out to my boys at Hopheads and ladies at Hopheads who helped me to get this. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the email from Hop Nation when they first put this out, I, I read the description and I was like, "Fuck, I don't like." I remember having the Karma Oatmeal Stout that they make, and that's really that's great. Good. Yeah, and then I just went, "Well, okay, if they did that, and this is now a pastry stout with all these flavors going on, I know I want this." 
Uh, well, I bought some of the jawbone. I went to get this, and they'd sold out already. So mm. I bought the jawbone, their oyster stout, and that's quite nice. But this mm-hmm. is um, like someone said yesterday that um, Bent spoke just can't do anything wrong, and I keep putting it out there. But Hop Nation's in that for me. They're I've not there. had a bad beer by them. I've not even had an average beer by them. I think everything I've had of Hop Nations has just been like. Yeah, I would I would say the same about and I again banging the Canberra drum here. Uh, Capital Brewing. Um, yeah, just they need to put more stuff out. Fucking solid. Every time they put out like a special beer, it's always something really interesting. Even their core range is really good. But yes, this beer, Hot Nation, Victoria, support local, etc. Yeah, especially after the doggies won in Brisbane again as well God. last night as well. Fuck, I saw the I, end of that. I missed the game because I was doing something, but I saw I was watching the scores online yeah. and just watching each of them get ahead by a point. It's like, yeah. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. It's as close as you can get. Yeah. Anyway, for you non-Australian, specifically non-Victorian listeners. Um, sorry. <laughs> suck it. I mean, sorry. Um, any other notes on the beer before we get into it? Uh, look, if you like dark beers and sweet things, go find one of these. It is like dark beers and sweet things. You'll love me and Mike. We are. No. Uh, we're sweet dark, we're lovely though? boys dark beers I said ah okay yes come on now <laughs> we're very white just, Mike just expects Elliot to say something offensive now yeah kind that's of. probably fair that's part of the course yeah pretty much mm-hmm. <laughs> how dare you sir right. no yeah no fair um, alright well uh, let's do it alright all right, so I'm going to start out with a couple of uh, couple of quotes for you. Ooh, um, the first one from Moby Dick: "Aye, aye, and I'll chase him around Good Hope, and round the Horn, and round the Norway Maelstrom, and round Perdition's Flames before I give him up." Uh, Herman Melville, and then the second one, which I think is equally, if not more, appropriate, by Ellen Kushner, who is a um, American sort of uh, fancy sci-fi writer from her book Swords Point. Across the troubled maelstrom of time, people always need a beer. Which yes. I thought was great. That's um, us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, or rather I'm going to be talking about, and I guess we're going to be listening about, uh, whirlpools. Um, that is oh. to say, not the Australian forum in which people like to whinge about interactions with various companies. but Specifically ISPs. Yeah, yeah. Very specifically. <laughs> Um, but instead, we're going to be talking about the huge, terrifying natural phenomena of violently swirling water as depicted in hundreds of kids' cartoons, making a younger, skinnier Elliot believe that, like quicksand, these will be a serious issue later in life that we need to deal with on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, just don't go in the ocean. As I've said before, people are not supposed to be there. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I like boats, but the yeah. ocean sucks and is terrifying. No, the ocean's yeah. great and is terrifying. Yes. That's what this podcast should be called at times. The ocean. Wet and spooky. Um, the wet and spooky is coming back. I've got my eye on something. The wet Good. and spooky is coming back. Good. Um, so as I was saying, in, you know, in cartoons defense, um, whirlpools have actually appeared in plenty of literature historically and are in fact pretty fucking terrifying. Mm. Um, so why, what, and how? Well, whirlpools form when opposing currents meet or when single currents run into an obstacle in the ocean. 
usually in narrow ocean straits, which is a passage connecting two seas. And if the water is fast flowing, then tides will often cause whirlpools themselves. We've all actually seen whirlpools plenty of times. Uh, whenever you've been in a bath and let the plug out or flush the toilet, that is a whirlpool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it is technically a vortex. Hence, hey. the beer name. So I, wait, into the vortex. I'm just going to go stick my head in the toilet. I think that's what you're telling me to do, right? Pretty much. All right, self-swirly no, time. You Ahoy. Fuck the toilet. Oh. Uh, Enter the vortex. Okay, I think I can manage that. Yeah, fair enough. I've got um, a massive penis. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I love how you said that and took a victory sip. <laughs> I also like that you almost spit took spit take spit took yourself. Yeah, yeah, you can't get me, I can get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um so um at this point I think it's obviously pretty important and in the Hebrew fashion to reference the Simpsons episode Bart versus Australia. Oh in yes. the Vortex, of course. Um I would also add that that isn't a thing that's true. Um, water just flows whichever direction it's going in, uh, in, a, in a whirlpool. If you push the water left, it'll go uh, clockwise. Oh, it'll you, go clockwise. you mean anything about the toilet spinning? One yeah, way yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, so if a whirlpool has downdraft, that's what's known as a vortex. And downdraft is if there is vertical suction downwards. Um, right. It's not that difficult a concept, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Because every day no, in Northern Queensland... please explain to me fluid dynamics and every how downdraft is caused. No, no. No, don't. Actually, this isn't technically fluid dynamics because I looked into it and this downdraft is a concept around aerodynamics. Ah, uh, yes. I looked at a lot of storm pictures. It was pretty cool. They scared the hell out of me too. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty common for whirlpools to form after artificial structures like dams, not just when there's like opposing currents and stuff. And um, and weirs and large waterfalls can also produce whirlpools. So, like as you can probably imagine, like um, Niagara Falls has like quite a lot of them uh, after the fact. Also, fun fact: the scientific term for a waterfall is a cataract, which I found what? out. Yeah, no, I was a bit confused by that one to be honest. So, hang on, you've got waterfalls in your eyes, cataracts. With that sounds like a song lyric. Waterfalls in your eyes, yeah, it's some weird like preteen romantic gesture in a song yeah yeah absolutely very um i get i don't know enough about like cataracts in your eyes to know if they're if one's named after the other in some way or if there's some shared root there um, that's really weird but i need to look it up i mean go for it not I'm now not gonna, maybe not now but do enjoy it and do let me know when you when you find out because that'll be handy for Elliot. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's basically, as you can imagine, like as a waterfall hits the bottom, what happen, tends to happen is because of the water um, pressure as it hits, um, what happens is that the ground beneath a waterfall is much deeper in like a trench. Yes. And then it levels out again as you get slightly further away from the waterfall because it basically just cuts a big um, like trough. Yeah. Um, so that uh, churns the water up and it creates um, whirlpools. As I say, you know, artificial structures like dams and large bridges can cause them. Um, one of the largest uh, man-made whirlpools, for want of a better word, or the largest and the, I think the fastest flowing in the world, is in Japan. And it's called the Naruto Maelstrom, which yes. is funny to me. 
Um, ah, because, yes. And it's the fastest because it, it can run with its arms behind it. Yeah. Um, that's how it becomes faster. Yeah. Um, that's a very stupid joke. <laughs> I don't care. That's what this podcast is. Uh, yeah. So basically that, that runs between like the legs of two bridges, uh, two legs of a large bridge um, yeah. across an island in Japan. So that's, that's, that's the sort of like why whirlpools exist. And historically. No one ever asks how whirlpools. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one ever asks how's Wally. <laughs> what is Wally? He's an eldritch horror. Oh no. Why is Wally just existential <laughs> track? <laughs> oh no. Uh, um so historically and in literature, whirlpools um are something of a um I guess what the word I'm looking for is common theme. But this is because that whirlpools don't just kind of come and go. Um, notable whirlpools have been around for hundreds of years uh, and known and um, I guess the word catalogued and recognized. Mm. So whirlpools mentioned in literature or or writing from five, six hundred years ago and before are still known and active today. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, they featured in literature as far back as ancient Greece. So the monster of uh, uh, Charybdis was a sea monster in ancient Greek mythology. Uh, and along with the sea monster Scylla, it was a, appeared to challenge epic characters such as Odysseus, Jason, and Aeneas, who nobody has ever heard of. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine why. With a name like that. That is a good point. I hadn't said it out loud. <laughs> I am the great hero rectum. Um, but yeah, like th- with the partner sea monster Scylla, it gave rise to a phrase between uh, Carbidus and Scylla, which means like in a horrible situation, it's like between a rock and a hard place. Right. Um, that phrase isn't that common if you're not much of a classics person, to be perfectly honest with you, by the looks of things. Hmm. Um, so uh, Carbidus was thought to have been located in the Strait of Messina, which is between Sicily's uh, north eastern tip and the west and the western edge of Italy, where they where they meet. Um, it's also a really good place to get ice cream. I knew I'd heard the name. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's also a really good place to get COVID, if I recall. Oh, yeah. They've got lots of different flavors, though. Yeah, don't, don't get the COVID flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. Three times a day, Carbidus, in the, in, in, in the myth, three times a day, Carbidus would swallow huge amounts of water before, and I quote, belching it back out again, oh. um, creating large whirlpools capable of dragging a ship underwater. In some variations of the story, Carbidus was simply a large whirlpool instead of a sea monster. And interestingly, even now, there are whirlpools in that strait, and scholars believe that that is where the inspiration for the creatures came from. Hmm. Which okay. is, you know, I think, it's, it's pretty great storytelling. It's like, this is this man-made phenomenon, not man, excuse me. This is this natural terrifying phenomenon. Let's give it personality. It's, it's not quite anthropomorphized because that would give it humanistic features, but yes, you know, animal anthropomorphized. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what the word for that is, but no, I think I know I. what you're trying to say. Yes. Um, it wasn't just uh, the Greeks that talked about it uh, or, or Saturday morning cartoons. 
Edgar Allan Poe, uh, my boy, Jules Verne, um, who I don't really have a, a strong opinion on, and Herman Melville, who I already quoted, all described the same maelstrom in their novels A Descent into the Maelstrom, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and Moby Dick, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, one that I will actually come into later. Paul the Deacon, um, an 8th century writer, described whirlpools um, off the coast of Belgium, or um, what is now Belgium, I believe, uh, uh, to Mediterranean audiences who would have never experienced such violent seas. Um, the Mediterranean Sea is a notoriously kind of um, calm sea. Yeah, uh, That's why there's not much surfing in the Med or anything like that. And The Life of St. Columba, written in the 5th century, uh, also talks of the whirlpools off the coast of Scotland. And all of these still exist now. Like, you know, it's not been enough time, even like 1,500 years, 2,000 years, for yeah. erosion to have made enough of a dent to stop these whirlpools or, or change the way that they work. And, yeah. and, and the, the sea, the straits still work in this fashion to create the cross current. Yeah, yeah, because like some of this is going to be determined by like geology and, like you said, you know, there's troughs that have been carved out through erosion and things like that. Those processes take fucking ages. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. And you're absolutely right. Like it's mostly caused by the topography under the water mm. and the movement of the ocean above those and yeah. over those. Um, some, for want of a better word, notable examples of whirlpools. Um, there, so there are there are a few famous ones. Um, most, if not all, of the major ones are in the northern hemisphere, um, and usually particularly in the far north. So we're talking like the level of um, latitude uh, of like far northern Europe, Scandinavia, Canada, Canada. Right. Um, you know, and the like. I looked up some Southern Hemispherical ones. I thought that maybe around the Philippines and stuff you might find them, but it doesn't doesn't seem to be the case. Um, okay. Yeah, I think... So basically, I meant to leave those, the, the Southern Hemisphere is less prone to tight island straits, except around the Philippines and Indonesia and stuff. And realistically, most of the Southern Hemisphere is also the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, true. Uh, um, whereas the Northern Hemisphere is much significantly more land area um which means that it's going to have more coastline which means which means it's going to have more yeah did you see uh if there's any near the beach that harold holt disappeared at uh no that was um (laughs) all i could find there was um a cia fishing boat ah Um, and chinese submarines yes uh frogmen um, (laughs) of all kinds um there is i believe a couple in new zealand as it happens. Um, maybe. I don't maybe know. off the coast. It's a pretty rugged coastline, especially yeah. on the east, I believe. Sure. The west yep. has got that really long strait, hasn't it? The South Island. Yeah. Sure, why not? It's it's kind of pretty wild all along all of the coast. Yeah, but to, I think the North Island degrees. has got that one long, like, real straight bit. Oh, it's got, like, 90-mile beach. Maybe. Yeah, up, up, way up north. Maybe. Yeah, like north of Auckland. Like, it's just got that mm. real long straight on the yeah, left. Yeah, you, you, might, you might find stuff, like, right out the northern tip of the country or uh, Farewell Spit on the northern end of the Southern Island. Yeah, I think um, probably you're likely to find stuff around Great Barrier Island, maybe. Yeah. Or um, uh, Waiheke. But I don't know how rough the seas get out there. Yeah. 
Um, it tends to be that it's, yeah, it's a little bit more when it's, it's between two oceans. So yeah, you might, yeah. maybe you would find something off the northern, northern tip of the South Island, yeah, near Picton or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe Oban will have some. Oban? The bit of New Zealand that no one in New Zealand knows about. Um, I, I don't. What? Stewart Island. Stewart Island I know about. Yeah, the town there is Oban. Oh. Just opposite Bluff. Bluff, over I the definitely know. Fovo Strait, which I believe yes. is a type of biscuit. No, there's the iced Vovo. V-O-V-O. Iced Vovo. No. Um, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Fear yeah. of voiceover. Fovo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I really like that. That's a really stupid joke. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it appeals to a very specific type of person. Yeah. Fucking Us. nerds. <laughs> People that consume a lot of media. Hmm. Um, yeah, so notable examples. For example, we have... Um, <clears throat> now, I've done it again. Uh, pronunciation. Yeah, because a lot of these are in very northern parts of the world where, you know... English might not be the traditional or first language or mm-hmm. at all language. Yep. Moskstraumen. I don't know why I said it with a German accent because it's in Norway. Okay. Um, <laughs> Moskstraumen is one of the strongest whirlpools in the world. It forms on the Norwegian Sea between two unpronounceable islands. Um, <laughs> I'll have a go if you like. <laughs> two unpronounceable islands. Sounds like some Harry Potter shit. I'll have a go because you can actually Google Maps where Mosque Strauman is. Um, Drop a pin, homie. I'm going to pull up. (laughs) (laughs) And it's off the south coast of Moskinsoya. I don't know how you pronounce the O with a line through it. Me neither. Moskinsuda. That's how I'm going to make that a captain's call. Uh-huh. Um, and near the island of Mosken. Ah. Um, near Loftodden. This is fun. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so basically it's like an, one of the northern bits of Norway, like quite far north, just sticks out a little bit all out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just off the south of that. Like okay. at the at the top of the penis bit of Norway. Good. Um, Real geographical terms now. Hell yeah. So basically, currents in the Atlantic um, hit the deep uh, Vestfjorden, um, and I will give you no dollars if you can tell me what Vestfjorden is um, Norway, Norwegian for. Western Fjord? Correct. Yeah. Stealing our words, probably not. Um, but yeah, Moskstraumen is unusual in that most whirlpools form in close proximity to land, but this one actually forms in open ocean. If you look for it, look for it on Google Maps, you'll see that it's basically just like there. It's just like a big empty space with a big nothing in it. And yeah, then right. uh, swirling death. Great. Love that. Yeah. Um, uh, it can reach diameters of 50 meters. So... Pretty significant. Yeah. It's, it's decent size. Um, I was just thinking it'd be great to name a beer Swirling Death. It's 48%. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just ethanol. <laughs> good. Um, and yeah, uh, this is the whirlpool that was described by Poe, Verne, and Melville um, in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, 
Captain Nemo and the Nautilus submarine actually throw themselves into that, sacrificing themselves to save the day, um, I believe. Um, but it turns out they didn't die, and he pops up in the next book anyway because Vern is a is a a wuss. Can't stick to his guns. Fucking kill coward, your yeah. characters. Write your way into a corner, you puss. Call <laughs> <laughs> a classical author a puss. <laughs> Welcome to Hebrew. <laughs> Welcome to Hebrew, the podcast where we tell different historical fiction writers why they suck. I bit my own face. Is that what that was? I heard something wrong about how you said that. Ow. (laughs) So, um, in Poe, Vern, and Melville, they describe it as a circular vortex which reaches the very bottom of the ocean floor. Um, Prove it. Which is actually also just bollocks because the cross current of uh, Moskstraman is... uh, I don't know why I keep saying it like he's a Nazi war criminal. Um, (laughs) He might be. um, (laughs) They did did love Norwegian shit. Yeah, yeah, the cross current is actually about 18 kilometers an hour. Right. Yeah. So they were big babies. (laughs) (laughs) Just swim out of that. It's fine. Yeah. Fucking... Michael Phelps would fucking tame it. Yeah. He could swim. He could swim in the opposite direction fast enough to stop it. Ah, yes. Hmm. Very, Big very Superman, Superman 2 vibes. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one uh, I've got for you is uh, Saltstraumen, um, which is, again, close to the Arctic Circle in Norway. Um, it's one of the strongest tidal currents in the world. Um, these whirlpools bit more serious it can form currents of up to 40 kilometers uh, and create vast vortices up to five meters deep now that doesn't sound that deep but it is if you think about it like being pulled yeah into the water five meters like there is a hole in the water five meters deep quite yeah. terrifying yeah and um, it's spinning at a rate that you cannot with your human body yeah get past. your weak limp-armed human body <laughs> your wet weak human piece of shit body your noodly armed pointless soon to be drown ass human body <laughs> your tiny dick shit body <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know who we mean <laughs> yeah you <laughs> Derek <laughs> I don't know anyone called Derek no one called Derek is still alive it's like Alf. Uh, Alf. Um, <laughs> shit. Just offended my two listeners. Both called Alf. <laughs> and middle name Derek. It's just one. He just cuts to a man taking his headphones. Like, Never listen to those assholes again. <laughs> right, that's it. Puts his pipe back into his mouth. Puts his flat cap back on. I'll go back to old. writing my, my novel. Show them who's a puss. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, Alf, Jules, Vern. <laughs> Everyone just calls him Poe. I don't know why. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is the Hebrew I remember. I remember. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Yep. Um, all right. So we've got a couple more to go. We've got um, uh, Corrie Vrecken. Um, sorry. 
Cody Vrecken. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Yep, uh, which is the third largest whirlpool in the world and occurs in a strait between Jura and Scarba Islands off the west coast of Scotland. Hey, I've heard of one of those. They have a Jura, whiskey. they make good whiskey. Yeah. I've got a bottle over there. Yeah. <laughs> got a bottle over there, just reach over and... Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is my chaser. Yeah. Um, so because of the combination of underwater topography and the strong Atlantic current, the speeding water hits large pinnacles and deep holes in the seafloor causing this particular... Um, Maelstrom. Hmm. Um, the resulting whirlpool is believed by some to be unnavigable, um, though not classified as such by the Royal Navy. However, nearby we do have a little Cory Reckon, which is so violent that it has been officially classified as such and should not be sailed on by any ships. It is considered one of the most dangerous dives in Britain by the kind of psychopaths who think going down there is a good time. Yeah, all right. Um, and my fun favorite fact... A documentary team from Scottish independent producers Northlight Productions once threw a mannequin into the Cory Vrecken, quote, the hag, um, with a life jacket and a depth gauge. The mannequin was swallowed and spat up far down the current with a depth gauge reading of 262 meters. Wow. With evidence of it being dragged on the bottom for a great distance. So, actually quite serious yeah yeah don't pulled fuck it down with this. to 262 meters depth and just went across the ocean floor yeah big fuck you yeah um, shit yeah hard fuck um i've got one more to do but i've got a little bit more i'll do and i'll come back to that after the drop but i want to sort of conclude on that how fucked would we be if you if your ship hit a maelstrom yeah kind of what if you've know. got a boat that is wider than the whirlpool? Well, like long, the boat is longer than the whirlpool is wide. Can you just like sit across it and just keep moving? <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Spinning round and around. Yeah. Um, I, I think, look, they've said that some of them are unnavigable. And, and I think that's more like, so powerful whirlpools have killed unlucky seafarers in the past, but they're, their power does tend to be exaggerated by people that don't even know what they're talking about. Right. Basically, if you're in a decently sized ship, it's not going to pull your ship under. But what it might do is pull it down against rocks or yeah. um, underwater hills and mountains sure. and basically just fuck your shit up that way. Not ideal. No. Um, so don't go into them, just you, but you're probably... Yeah. Like, in a rowboat, give it a miss. Yeah. In a proper ship, you're fine. And in, like, somewhere in between, like, a yacht, I'd probably still steer clear. It's just yeah. going to fuck you up. Especially if it's um, the, ki the kind of whirlpool you can find on Google Maps. Yeah. Probably yeah, just exactly. don't go that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's that. I've got one more fun one for after the drop. So uh, maybe we'd like to have a little more drop. Let's give it a whirl. <laughs> one of us had to say it. You've been hitting the gym. You're a male strong. <laughs> uh, hey. good um so the last one i want to talk about is a place in louisiana called lake uh i believe pigna it's p-e-i-g-n-e-u-r pigna sure lake piggy um good actually i will come back to that quickly there's one in canada called old sow um, <laughs> okay. because the sound it makes they say is like a pig squealing oh. and the smaller whirlpools that come off it are called piglets oh no which is adorable and ridiculous yeah um, 
But Lake Pigna was not a naturally occurring whirlpool, but actually a disaster um, caused by underwater drillers um, breaking through the roof of a salt mine. Oh, my God. Um, the lake then drained into the mine until the mine filled up with water and the levels equalized. Huh. But the formerly 10-foot deep lake, so three meters, was now 1,300 foot deep. Oh, man. <laughs> it went from three meters to 400 meters. <laughs> and the mishap caused the destruction of five houses, the loss of 19 barges and eight tugboats, oil rigs, a mobile home, trees, acres of land, most of a botanical garden, and the adjacent settlement of Jefferson Island was reduced in area by 10%. A crater of half a mile across was left behind. <laughs> What the? Do they not have like a dial before you dig number to call? <laughs> she gonna say dial before you dig, folks? So hey, I'm in a lake. Uh, I want to kind of drill into the bottom here. Is there anything under under this? Am I gonna kill a whole bunch of people? Taste the lake floor. If it tastes salty, leave it alone. Yeah. It's so fucked. What Imagine being like, oh, it's, uh, it's only a 10 foot deep lake. <laughs> how, how are you someone that works in underwater drilling going into a lake with a salt mine under it and you don't know about the salt mine under the lake? How is that not just like in the guidebook or something? What are they drilling for? <laughs> I wonder what's under this lake. Well, salt, I, just, I would imagine. I just bought a new drill, so, you know, want to test it out? Sure. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Jefferson Island? <laughs> It's about 10% larger than I think it should be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fucking hell. So that was... um, That's my favorite Maelstrom. um, Yeah. Which has unfortunately settled down. But still, definitely the most destructive one I found. And in my mind, therefore, the funniest. Uh, It also didn't say if anyone died, so I'm assuming not. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, sure. Assume that no one died by accidentally drilling into a salt mine. Yeah. I do that every day. Good. The assuming bit, not the drilling into a salt. Ah, bit. gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was um, a whirlwind tour for hey. Maelstroms. Ew. Uh, Mike, uh, yeah. open the floor to questions. Uh, I, I don't have any questions, only an anecdote of the time I got the most fucked up by the ocean. Oh. Um, so I was, I was, I was in Hawaii a few years ago for, uh, some, some sort of Frisbee trip thing. And we took some time to, to drive around the, the, the big island and kind of just, you know, a lot of us have not been to Hawaii before. So we went around to a beach on, I think the Northern side of, uh, Oahu. And we were just, you know, doing some body surfing and some fairly big waves around Hawaii, as I'm sure you're aware. Well, yeah. Um, as, as I was, you know, riding a wave in a little bit, I got pushed under the wave, flipped over a couple times, completely disoriented. Granted, I was like, I stood up and the water was maybe up to my knees by the time I realized where I was. Um, but I thought I was upside down while I was standing on the ground for a good few seconds. And a couple of people like almost lost their shorts in the water. And I was like, right, that's me done. Actually. I hate the ocean to begin with. I've I've gone about as far out as I'm comfortable going, and I have almost drowned. I'll see you later. Yeah, it's fair play. <laughs> my uh, my only story, anything like that, was um, while surfing off a beach in Cornwall. Um, when you're surfing, you have like the tether on your ankle. Yeah, to your board. Um, I went under the water because the the board and I got hit and flipped by a wave. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I went under the water and the tether wrapped around both of my legs and then around the board a few times. So I was basically just tied to the board, oh, like no. underwater, like, oh, this is how this is how it ends. Thankfully, it like flipped me upright and I was like on the board tied to it like, <gasps> yeah. and it like rolled me over some more. Like, every time I went over the water, like, until I eventually just hit sand and I was like, okay. That's enough for me. <laughs> yep. And I never exercised again. Hmm. Yeah, well, had a good run. <laughs> nah, not so <laughs> had much. <a> run. <laughs> had a light jog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's, that's, that's Whirlpools. I've got loads of this beer left, which, you know, whoops. Well, I mean, that is what happens when you do the episode. You're talking for the most part. I've almost finished mine. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you're necking it down. Look, it's, as we've said, delicious. Mm. And I proved it by drinking it. This is one of the best ones we've had in a while, I think, actually. Yeah. It's a really good beer. Christ. Cool. Um, should we do all the rubbish bits? <laughs> the bits we hate doing, but we feel like we have to. Yes, let's yeah. do them. Follow us on social media. It's Haybrew Podcast on everything. So quick, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to be specific. Yeah, I should probably, I think, probably be a bit better than that. Yeah, if you Facebook, find us Instagram, and Twitter, yeah, if you find us something that isn't Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, let us know because that's not so us. So we can send a cease and desist. Yeah. Who's pretending to be us? I don't know. Did you? Oh. That's perverse. Did you see is. the latest stack ranking from Aussie Beer Pods? Oh, are we still bottom. We are 20th out of 20. Yes. We are Australia's shittest beer podcast. Yeah, bear in mind one of those is on hiatus and yeah, we're they, still they, worse. They're like 12th or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this makes me so happy. It's ridiculous. But um, we can also say Australia's 20th best beer podcast. Yeah, I'm actually quite happy with that. Yeah. I, do you know, I actually much prefer Welcome to Australia's Worst Beer Podcast. Yeah, it's, it's a lot quicker and... It, it 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 forces less questions like 20th out of how many you just like yeah we're the worst well if someone says 20th decided by who i will say a panel of experts including ourselves okay um we're really not a beer podcast to be honest no the beer the beer is there we talk the beer about is just it. a vehicle or the podcast is a vehicle for us to drink beer but you know whatever i mean yeah it's 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 the podcast is a vehicle for us drinking beer together yeah. and the beer is also a vehicle for the, the, the stories that we tell along the way. Yeah. And Michael, one day we'll tell that story to each other in person. That would be nice. Oh. As, as we used to do. Let's check a little email, you and I, like we used to. <laughs> um, I don't know why I remember so many strong bad quotes. Uh, speaking of emails, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Full circle, like Very a whirlpool. Oh, right, yes. You you were not going to say more than that. Um, uh, Yes, emails. If you would like to send us emails and have them actually go to an inbox and not into a Whirlpool forum, I don't know, uh, you can send those to hello at heybrew.zone. That is hello at heybrew.zone. It's fun to email us things. Yes. So try it. (laughs) Yeah, give it a whirl, Paul. Hey. (laughs) I hate myself for that. It's all right. Reusing the joke, you know, it goes around and around, doesn't it? It does. Pull me under. (laughs) 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 Oh, we've really pulled our talents here. Yes. Bad jokes. Um, Anyway, um, 
you can find us on various podcast things uh, like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you do, please leave us a rating. Um, at this point, I'll take anything. Uh, five yeah. star, two star, three. Or maybe you don't do that and you just tell a friend. That's also acceptable. It's quite nice. Yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Tell them to listen to this show. This is what, episode 60. So there's plenty... Yeah, there's a lot to go back on. You just go nuts. Yeah. You know, and we're coming up to the spooky season, so that's an exciting time to be part of the podcast. Isn't it? Yeah. I gotta start thinking about that. Let's think. This one's out then. Mm -mm. Yeah, you're starting to plan ahead to which episodes are going to be in October? (sighs) 20th, mate. And then the 3rd November. Okay. Very annoying. Look, we'll figure something out. I'm sure we will. Yes. Again, maybe we'll get to see each other. Maybe the spookiest COVID was the friends you made along the way. Okay. Mm. I think I get it. Yeah, no, I'm not sure I do. Anyway, yeah. uh, what else? There's the website? There is the website. It's heybrew.zone. Uh, yeah, sure is. all sorts of stuff in there. Well, there's a few things in there. There's all of our episodes. Oh, there's isn't there? links to podcast platforms where you can find us. And there's random little bits of text about who we are. That's kind of about it. I don't think there's much more really? than that. Have we got like a bio section on there? Yeah, we've got an about page. Yeah. We've got a front page, which is like a about page light. What I really like about this more than anything else is when you type in Hebrew, it comes up with, did you mean Hebrew? Um, I didn't. And Hebrew.zone, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. Welcome to the Hebrew zone. Yeah. Just like the adventure zone, but in the adventure zone. Oh my god, no. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Alright. On that, not anti-Semitic, but just a bit stupid note. Yeah. Um, I'm out. Uh, this has been another episode of Hey Brew. Um, my name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Cheers. Cheers. I'm just looking at the bios now. Oh, right. I don't know if I've updated that part of the website since we first put it together. In all fairness, our lives haven't changed one iota. Well, no. (laughs) Not not in the broad strokes. No. We like beer. Yeah. We're both from countries that aren't this country and we live in this country. We work in tech and we like video games, breweries and cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That is. That's us, baby. That is our lives. Oh, dear.